0: Hello and welcome to the Saturday Down South Podcast. He is Chris Marler. I am Carl Okura. Wow. What what a weekend. Yeah. What a freaking weekend. Baby, we had some, we had some fun. Yeah,
1: it was that was a blast, man. I, I think we've heard about going to Baton Rouge. I'd obviously been in New Orleans. Uh we avoided Treeport. All the things mm-hmm. that we were supposed to do, we did, and it was incredible. Like I I honestly I thought that this was gonna be like an easy, uh, I I just didn't think it was going to live up to the expectations because the expectations were so lofty and they were great. They were. It was great. They
0: were. Um, So just just to clear this up, so we're actually not recording this in person right right now. Marlar had a super early flight back to Atlanta. I had a kind of a late flight back to Orlando. So just the logistics of when we were getting back to the place that we were staying, your friends who let us crash there, shout out Marie and Jonathan. Yeah. You're definitely listening. Um, thank you for letting us stay at your place in yeah. downtown New Orleans. It was awesome. But yeah, just logistically, we weren't able to record in person. We got back super late on Saturday night and didn't want to necessarily like just, you know, kind of like sit there and like loudly record while they had you know they're right. asleep and doing all that stuff. So that's why I am currently sitting in my rental car in a parking lot like probably like a mile away from the Superdome or so yeah um so if you hear like rowdy Saints fans in the background apologies for that um but that's just how we're gonna roll that's how we're gonna deal with this so We're going to give a full recap of our whole weekend in Baton Rouge. We are going to, of course, talk about all the action in the SEC, which I'll be honest, like we sort of had to catch up on today. I mean, that's what I've been doing all morning is just catching up on all things SEC because signal at Tiger Stadium, not ideal. Tailgating, not ideal for being able to follow along with games, but we did catch up on, on that. So we're going to do one thing I liked. We're going to even guess some Week 10 lines just because even though the slate doesn't look that good outside of the cocktail party for week 10 Got a little little ed talks for our trip to baton rouge as well that we're, we're going to get to later on but before we do that marler i got a little little story for you so when we were this isn't really a story because you experienced it and this isn't that great but when we had dinner the other night on saturday or on friday i believe it was and we went to that little pub place and you know i ordered myself a grilled chicken sandwich pretty standard order for me and i'm looking around at the condiments and i see they got ketchup they got mustard they got mayo they got hot sauce but it wasn't texas Pete it was just and it made me really sad and it makes it makes all the difference in the world so you know what i get it i get it now
1: yeah it was i mean first off uh, yeah tailgating is never the same without texas Pete we use it on everything We've talked about this all season long. If you are, if it, the SCS podcast is brought to you by Texas Pete. Um, I tell you what, like we just moved into the house. We've got a few things unpacked so far. Clothes, bath towels, cable and internet. All that's in our fridge right now is Texas Pete. That's okay, it, man. that's it. I mean, again, I, I've said this before, we're getting dangerously close to me actually testing this out. You can't put it on cereal, but everything else you can pretty much put it on, which is, I mean, that's just how I want to live my life. And if you are tailgating, if you are grilling some stuff up on the grill, you know, hot grill summer's over, hot grill fall is in full effect. Make sure you send us a picture of your tailgate, of your food, of these recipes, with Texas Pete, with the hashtag sauce like you mean it. We had some good ones yesterday. So We had some Texas Pete uh, Bloody Mary which looked great. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody put some deviled eggs up. That looked fantastic. So make sure you're sending us all the pics, um, especially if, you know, if you help people out that, that they can't have sex speed for whatever reason, if we're on the road and we don't have it with us because we planned for it, it, didn't pack a little to-go pack with us. Should have. Make sure you give us all of these pictures with the hashtag sauce like you mean it. We appreciate it, guys
0: so let's give everybody a little peel behind the onion as to how our weekend went down because (laughs) it was awesome it was it was was so awesome went above and beyond our wildest expectations so we got in thursday and immediately you know marler of course hits the casino he's still (laughs) yawning from the weekend that was um marler goes off and and you know and does his thing during the day ends up that night um, we we hit Harris Marlar wins 600 bucks playing craps we had ourselves a catfish platter <laughs> yeah in 30 minutes won 600 bucks of course so Uncle Chris was feeling good the was... entire weekend and honestly Needless we talked about
1: this there was a guy a guy stole like $75 from me and you still won $600. I still won 600 bucks this guy like the guy next to me and like I, I'll be honest and if any of you have ever been to a casino the way this happened was we ran into my buddy Travis Travis May mm-hmm. shout out to Travis he was like he he was just like, Oh yeah, I'm in New Orleans for the day and I was like, Oh, okay, we are too. or uh, for the weekend. And so he was like, met us up with met up with us at, at Harris and you know, they give you free drinks at the casino. So we, we found out twenty five dollars. <laughs> I didn't want to pay play that high of craps per hand or per, per roll. Twenty five dollar bets was the minimum. But that's what I got that's what I went on that heater in Vegas. It was the same table. I and I killed it, I went off. Field that's playing. That much.
0: It set it set the stage for the weekend that was. It was it was perfect. So we then wake up on Friday morning and we drive down to Baton Rouge and we had known um, Jacob Hester was going to look into seeing if he can give us a tour of the facilities, the brand new facilities that they have at LSU, and he came through in the clutch. We I got dude, I was everything. so nervous
1: about that. We, I was
0: too. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love Hester and I, yeah. I knew that he was going to, like, I knew that he was going to do what he could. But at the same time, you know, you're talking about people with busy schedules, kind of sprung it on him last yeah. minute.
1: But the well, fact that. Well, we walked that... in though, too, though. And he was like, we couldn't figure out. <laughs> like, for whatever, GPS sent us to like this abandoned school that looked like this trunchable school from, from Matilda. And then we got there and they were like, uh, G- Hester was like, I'm pretty sure you're my son's school. Like, that's not it. Yeah. I was like, yeah, this doesn't look very new. And then we found out where it was. We go in there. And he like showed us around. In the first, remember the first door we walked through, like the goalposts and all that kind of stuff. If you haven't seen the pictures, go on social media. We have them everywhere. It's, it's all over. Awesome, yeah. it is awesome. But he opened that first door. He tried to open the first one because this is closed right now. And I was like, oh, and there endeth the tour. And it was not. It, it, we kept going. Yeah.
0: Just the beginning of it, and I don't even realize when you walk into that building all of what it encapsula- yeah. encapsulates with having the the indoor the indoor football field that they practice on. Obviously, the full locker room, all the training areas. Like the locker room was unbelievable i mean we got to see the the sleeping pods and you got to to lay down in it you got to lay down in joe burrow's sleeping pods so you and no i'm not even gonna go down that road no um (laughs) but it's so it's so quiet and and it was and it smelled so fresh in there it was weird we could have recorded a podcast in there i always look for that now the how the noise impacts things and the background noise and all that and it's it's truly amazing. The pictures, the videos, it doesn't do it justice. Yeah. Awesome, awesome experience just to get to see LSUs peel behind the onion.
1: Yeah, that, so it was it really was like they they had you see all these like it's that arms race. Now we talk about it all the time with like recruiting and, and stuff like that, where the SEC, especially SEC West, you're you're just trying to keep up with the Joneses constantly. Everyone's getting a new locker room, everyone's getting bright, shiny Christmas lights, everyone's getting, you know, new workout facilities and like all this different stuff. They had some cool stuff in there that I hadn't seen before. So, I'll be honest, the only thing I didn't like as much was the NFL thing with like the 3D 3D jersey.
0: Oh, the pro- so they have a projection screen right. that comes down on it's essentially shoulder pads with yeah. the jersey of the former LSU first rounder. Yeah, with a plain white jersey and they have NFL highlights yeah. of that player that's projected onto the jersey. You didn't like that because why?
1: I, I just it was it, it wasn't clear as much and it was hard to like I, I just thought everything else in there was so cool. Like they had like here's the helmet of each person, here's like here's the All Americans and if like if they were a all Americans in silver, if they were a Hall of Famer it's in gold, like all these nameplates and stuff like that. All the helmets too and yeah. stuff, that was I, pretty cool. I, so I thought they and they did like they they had for whatever team you were drafted by they had the helmet of that specific team during the time you were drafted so it was kind of cool you exactly. saw some throwbacks like like especially from the guys like back in the day for whatever reason I just didn't like that one as much but they also had something cool that I'd never seen anywhere else which was like because most of that stuff is kind of not the same because they all have different they all differentiate from each other but like it's like oh right, yeah here's all of our NFL guys and here's our All Americans here's our SEC and national championship trophies and all this kind of stuff. But they had the tigers in the Super Bowl, and I thought that was really cool because I'd never yeah. seen that before. And that's that's a really because there's there's just no more recognizable trophy or or you know name than the Super Bowl. I, I thought that was really yeah. cool.
0: Everything was so functional too. I thought that was that was a takeaway it was that's really a one stop shop. You could have players. I mean, they have the they have the cafeteria area. I yeah. mean it's 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 got everything that you could want. You could not. How much leave money do you think I would spend that cafeteria? Because
1: you can if you're a student, you can go there for six. You drop bucks. stacks. <laughs> You hey guys. drop sex. Hey, guys. It was yeah. cool, too. You know what was awesome, awesome about LSU? Well, one, keep talking about the facility. We got to go through the workout room, which was awesome. Coach Moffitt was incredible. He love was talking so with him. Cool, he man. talked to
0: us for like 15 minutes. He was yeah. great. Connor made coach. the mistake
1: of asking if they do squats in season. And he was like, Do we squat? <laughs> Let me show he you He gave you a 15 minute break. answer on awesome, it. It was awesome. Man. It was really cool. Because he, he said, What was the exact phrase? He was like, We lift by velocity or we train by velocities. And I was yeah. like, that is like the most Coach O Ed Orgeron LSU football type like in intensity I've I've heard I think ever. It was really cool. But they had um, everything was like all like you said one stop shop. Where it's like all right, you have the outdoor facility and you come right off the field. You walk into like basically like you know it the, for lack of a better words like a canteen at a snack bar or something like that. It's like you need a smoothie, you need Gatorade, you need blah blah. blah. It was, it was just – everything was they, – they had it down to, like, the, the supplements with each person's name. All of like, it. you come in yep. and, and, and take your supplements, and and there's, you know, Powerade stands and all this other stuff, and, and, and the, the workout facility. Like, I'd seen that before at Bama where you have, like, okay, here's, here's the smoothie place, like, right next to, the, like, the, the weight room, right? Um, I'd seen that before, but there's just other stuff that, like, that was in there. The, 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 after watching the Mississippi State LSU game from a week before – and watching Gary Danielson talk about like in like and he did it in like a way that was like, This is so good. And they're they're making sure they don't miss anything. Where they were setting up hotel chairs, like standalone chairs, to line up in their formations and practice in the parking lot. And this was on the CBS broadcast. Mm-hmm. To see the walkthrough room where they literally just put it up on a projection screen of like, hey, trip's right, blah blah. How do we line up? Massive. It was awesome. That part was I, that part for me, there's not we, we joke around at Ed Orgeron being like a character of a person, this like big Larger than life, and like the voice, and you know, he gets he gets crapped on. I think sometimes from the national media because they don't take him seriously. There wasn't a single thing that was overlooked in in that whole building.
0: I agree. Everything was was taken into account. That they they go above and beyond. It was just an an awesome experience. So grateful that Hester was willing yeah. to take time out of his day to that do that great. and show us around. Really, really cool. So after that, we head over to Walk-Ons have lunch. Amazed tell that him. it was it was so packed. Oh, I'll tell him. Marlar is a Papa Shot God. In the same way that you were blown away with my ski ball skills at Media Days a couple months ago, I was speechless watching you play Papa Shot. My goodness, you have a gift.
1: Yeah, I should have put up eighty. I'm, I'm disappointed in myself for not putting up eighty. I, like Kobe would have put up eighty. If if we would if we would go back today, like I, I I would I feel like I could put up eighty. I, like it was it was yeah. in one of those zones, man. I was killing it.
0: You were. Yeah. You you were absolutely in the zone. Every Everything just kind of – every every shot that we took seemed to go in on yeah. a Friday and really Saturday over the weekend yeah. in general. So then we go after uh, – we go to the bookstore. We get Marler and LSU hat. Marler wore an LSU hat all weekend. <laughs> Anybody who's ever call, called Marler a homer, I, uh, I, I like needed it? you to see Marler. Yeah. yeah. A lot of Bama fans were upset with you about that.
1: I mean, listen, here's the thing. I am an Alabama fan first and foremost, and everyone knows that. But I am also a fan of college football, and I love – go in different places and check them out. And like, yeah, like if you would have asked me a couple years ago, especially going, I didn't realize I was wearing it this morning to the airport. because my hair looked like blank. I, like I took it off immediately because it's game week, but I just, you know, like <laughs> I was in, we were there. Like it was, we're in death Valley. Like, you know, when went in Baton Rouge, Baton Rome.
0: There we go. Yeah. I like it. So, uh, so after we go to the bookstore, we get, you know, we see all the swag, all that stuff. We go over to the fine bomb sets, uh, say hi to Paul, make sure that the restraining order is still is still you know good and all that stuff. Um by the way, apologies if you can hear the honking in the background. For whatever reason, why people just decide to lay on the horn for a minute it. at a time is beyond me. But um so we go on Fine and he's I hadn't had any plans to do anything with him that day or anything like that. I just wanted to say hi, I figured we were there, may as well. And then he asks he asked if we if I could come on a couple hours later. So you know, our plan we were gonna head out and go back to New Orleans and have ourselves, you know, have ourselves a good time, maybe yeah. hit Bourbon hit Street, Harris something like that. Hit Harris again. And um so he's like, Can you just come back in a couple hours and you'll do some live on air stuff? So we're like, sure. So we go um we go to the outlets you and uh get, get me a shirt that well, I can wear on pouring. air. It was monsooning out for a bit. We, and I, got, so, yeah, I got like dressed up that morning
1: to leave New Orleans and I was wearing like a button down shirt, like tucked into jeans and Connor's like, Why are you dressed up? And I was like, I don't feel like this is dressed up. I mean we should be fine and i brought like my go-to over what do you call it uh
0: your default pullover your underarmor yeah that you and
1: then wearing. and then we got like we walked out and within seconds i was drenched like just absolutely yeah. oh, drenched yeah. so that so we got we there needed, we
0: need clothes yeah, yeah. we need
1: clothes we that's that's the main reason why i did it but it was funny too because it was like as much as i wanted to make fun of you for this because it, it was like it, it, it at first kind of was like i don't know man like like, what if he brings me on? Because I'm like, surely he's gonna. But Paul asked to have you on, like, right? Like, I don't like, if they're not packed, and I, I wanted it, I wanted it to be like, you didn't ask to come on the show. Paul flat out no, asked you no. to be on the show. But I was hoping it was because it reminded me at first, kind of like, dude, what? like when the Here Comes Trouble came to the office for Andy, and he was like, <laughs> oh man, what if they brought me up during Faith? Like, that'd be pretty crazy, huh? I'm not even, I'm not even prepared. It, <laughs> it wasn't like that at all. It was like Paul flat out was like, you, you want to come on the show? And then we thought it was gonna be for like five, ten minutes.
0: Yeah, and then it turned, and then it turned into thirty. So, um, really, really cool experience. I've never done anything like that. It's different to call over the phone and do the fine bomb show. You know, when you got the comfort of your own home yeah. and your own surroundings, I can sit on my computer. If I feel like Paul's gonna stump me about something, I, I always have a backup, yeah. little little resource there. But so while this is happening, and while like while I'm uh, like while we come back from the outlets, I'm about to go on air. There happens to be a, a some sort of convenience store where Marler can just go in and get himself a white sign, get himself a marker so that he can draw up the perfect sign to be able to troll me on air. And I was so impressed how resourceful you were because you said beforehand, you're like, oh, what if I like made a sign? I'm thinking to myself, like, where are you going to get supplies to do that? And then sure enough, Marler had it ready to go, the sign that read, more like Connor Guerra. And it was <laughs> perfect insight while I was on TV. And I, if you haven't seen it, it's our Twitter cover photo on the SDS Pod Twitter account. It was so perfect.
1: It. Well, you know what was cool, too, is that like we're having this, like, amazing day. Like, um, I mean, if, if we were ranking what made it so great. Yeah, Papa Shot one, Two, yep. touring the LSU facilities um, with Hester. No, I'm kidding. But it was, like, it was, like, this rainy, gross day. But everything, like you said, everything was still just, like, working out in our favor. Everything was working out in our favor. And and so then we go up, and we're just having, like, a blast. It's like, man, this is fun. So we come back. Connor's going on, on air, and he's be on TV. And I brought this up earlier in the week. I was like, if, if you go on air or something happens, like, Paul brings you up, like, I, I'm going to – because, like, I think Duff was like, what if you – what if you, like, we're both on? And I was like, he's not going to ask me to come on. But if he if he does, cool. If not, it would still be funny if I had a sign in the background. And we kind of just, like, brushed That's it off. That's perfect. And so we had the sign – but like we walked up and that's how we met Nick uh Nick Hallaby because he he was mm-hmm. like I was like laughing at something. He's like are you Chris Marler? and I was like hey he's like oh I recognize the laugh and I felt bad for a second because I know that like it, I this might have been the first time anyone had heard me laugh from the pod besides you where it wasn't piercing their eardrums because it's not like <laughs> through their ear their their <laughs> like air pods or whatever because he was like oh yeah this on the pod and it just an awesome guy that's the first I was the first of several people we met from the weekend um but yeah anyway go back Yeah so
0: then so then Nick tells us, you know, Nick tells us we I, I get off air and then Nick tells us about his tailgate and all that and invited us to come by and of course we're like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we didn't have any set plans. We we're going to kind of walk around, get a feel for the scene. He's like, seriously, everything's taken care of. You don't We offered to bring beer. He's like, don't don't do that. He kind of laughed at us. Yeah. At, They're like, Oh yeah, like all the food you could want. I mean we got it we got a six setup. So we're like, all right, like we'll kinda wait and see like how it is and everything. Like just be not like saying that we were skeptical, but you know, everybody kinda thinks their tailgate is the best, whatever. And Nick did not undersell it at all. I mean, like he undersold it if anything. Like he did not oversell it one bit. I mean it was it was awesome. So we show up there on Saturday, it's an all world tailgate. I mean, they have this so they have this dish going and I didn't know what it was because I'm not a native Cajun, obviously. Yeah grits and grillots am i saying that right Not even
1: close though. grits and griots
0: grits and griots yeah. there we go amazing dude, dude, unbelievable that
1: that was like but the just the scene itself the scene itself walking up on it it was it, you know i say this a lot about like my favorite part of going to any sporting event and always has been since i was little is when you walk up to that stadium and you get into like the tunnel and you first see everything everything comes into view that's the coolest part about going to a football game or a stadium in any in any place, in my opinion. It's yep. just it, like it always has been. You walk in there, and then everything you you've seen for so long on TV, all this stuff, just finally comes into view. That's what it felt like at, at at the tailgate. Like you walk in, and it's like, oh my! It's like you just enter this totally different world. And, and we, like, dude. So here is the thing. Like, and I know we've been going on about this for a while, and like gushing about it, but like. There's it. It still doesn't even do it justice. Like I've been to Athens, Georgia. I love Athens, Georgia. I've been to Tuscaloosa. We had season tickets growing up. I've been to several big games. I've been to top ten games. We've been. To, I've been to a national championship. I've been to all these different places. And I've a lot been, of sick brags. A lot of sick brags. Sure, but <laughs> I have. I've never been to a place that was like well, we tailgate different than anyone else in the country. And I was like, Yo, it's okay. Like, oh, you're good right, at so. drinking. Well, you know what? Challenge accepted. Because so is Uncle Chris. Let's do this. And we show up, and they're like. Give me a white claw, <laughs> a mango white <laughs> claw, and these going awesome, to white claw in your
0: hand in the first five minutes, without a
1: doubt. And so, and then we had the, like these like incredible, like the food setup was awesome. Everyone's super nice, and they're, and they're just super into it. And then you look over to the left, and there's an even bigger like physical, like like physically, it was a bigger tailgate. It was just like a, a you know a massive tailgate. Somebody got married. We watched That's someone how it might get mean married. Too
0: much. That's where it might mean too much. I'll have the full story on that on SDS this Friday because I did, of course. If I, if I witness a wedding and sick brag for me, ESPN reached out and took my video, all that stuff, they, whatever, use it no, on their social media that's platforms. not the way you
1: should use it. That's not the way you should have rephr- phrased it. You're a better person than me. Yeah, they
0: used the video and then they reached out basically saying, hey, do we have your consent to use this? We're right. going to take After your stuff, whatever. so here you go. That's fine. It's yeah. neither here nor there. What? So we, of course, we were witnessing this wedding, which between two people, who one of which was an LSU fan, one of which was a Wisconsin fan, and it was a moment of, oh, yeah, they do tailgate differently. Yeah. Everything that we've been hearing about this, of course they would have an LSU wedding at this tailgate. And, yeah, this, this that's been done before, and there are other places. I've seen it at, at places like yeah. Tennessee. But to do it uh, outside of the stadium on top of this, like, truck if yeah. you've seen the pictures, you saw the video that I tweeted out. Just totally unique in that regard. Of course, there's a massive crowd of people that that surround it. Like so fitting for the day that was and the scene that was yeah. at LSU. It was it's, nuts. it's
1: not like in the food. The food is the thing, man. Like these people, they drink. Like people drink anywhere, and and people they were they were getting after it at like 7:30 in the morning, which is awesome. But like the food itself, I've been to so many different tailgates. It's like, oh yeah, we've got a big smoker, we've got a big grill, we've got ribs, we've got chicken, we've got burgers, dogs, like whatever. It's different when you're like, oh, here's a giant witch's cauldron that we have just have some kind of like burnt orange sauce inside of it. Right? You're like, I don't know what that is, but put it on everything. Just, just douse it on everything. It looks awesome.
0: It was amazing. And the generosity from from all the people that we met, that was the overwhelming thing. So, a little peel by the onion for how we got to the 50 yard line oh to watch that game. Our buddy Mickey had the ultimate hookup. Shout out to Mickey. He's the same guy who asked that question about whether or not okay. you want to wear baloney on your face or eat a, what was it, or eat a live bird or something?
1: He said, not just a bird. <laughs> so Mickey Mickey said, he asked the question a couple weeks ago and he was like, hey, uh, fourth and wrong question. Fourth and wrong question. He's like, would you rather have a piece of baloney attached to your face for the rest of your life or eat a live pelican? He's like, yeah, Marlo, you can have the text be on the pelican. And also, if the baloney falls off your face, you have to staple a new, piece of baloney to to your face and so he he's like hey i got some tickets and so there's a couple that reached out so and thank you in general if you reached out we appreciate it
0: thank you so yeah, much yeah that
1: was that was awesome it was just the hospitality from people was, was incredible but mickey and, and nick are the the two we ended up like kind of like just by happenstance kind of like running mm-hmm. into and, and being able to hang out with it. and it was so you know shout out to those two nick halby mickey Sherry. like you guys made our weekend like it, it was it was incredible it was- Amazing, and, and that's—I'm not trying to say that, and like other people, are like we don't want to hang out with you. That's—it's just this is just the way, it kind of like all. They the went out of their way yeah, above was, and beyond to show us. A it good was so—it was so cool, and and so just in, like so with Mickey. I hope this is not too much, but when Mickey offered the tickets, he was like, I was like, yeah, what do we owe you? Like, because like we were gonna we we're gonna sell the tickets we had. And then he was like, no, it's, it's it's fine. Like, you know, I want to show somebody a good time. And that was like, like, what? I was like, wait, no, like, like, where are the tickets at? He's like, they're in 303. And so in my mind, I'm like, all right, 300 level, like, like Mercedes Benz must be upper deck. That's fine. Like, let's just see where they are in comparison to like, are there seats? And he was like, I look him up and he's like, you're like 20 rows up. And I was like, that's the 50 yard line. We're 20 rows. In the yeah. lower bowl. And We're like, yeah, we're on it. Let's do that. And it was just, it was such a it was like one of the most selfless and incredibly nice things. And it was like, like when he said it, it wasn't like, hey, like I, I'm going to give you guys these because you need tickets or I'm going to sell you the tickets. it was just like, you know what? People's first time in Death Valley, I want to show them a good time. And it's amazing. It, it really, it was amazing. And, and he did say, he goes, you know, my wife told me, that that I was a weirdo for asking that question and Mickey listen (laughs) I know you're listening right now she's right you are a weirdo for asking that question but you're our weirdo because she's right she was hilarious man she cracked me up the whole game but um but no it was it was it was like it was so funny because it was one of those things where it's like oh man you know I think sometimes and we talked about this off air sometimes I feel like you you hear our voices a lot and and like maybe there's like a thought of like oh you know like I'm trying to think like we're just normal dudes we're just yeah, we're just dudes. guys who like just, having a good
0: time and yeah. going to going to football games, and we've never never had an experience. At least I, I shouldn't speak on behalf of you. I haven't had an experience quite like that. It's a different experience to watch a game from a press box, to watch it from, you know, to have good seats. I've had good seats for games before and stuff like that, but to watch a top 10 matchup at a bucket list place, the amount of people I'd reach out saying, I'm so jealous you got to go there, bucket list place, need to get there. Yeah, like same here. I hadn't been there before. And for somebody to reach out and to to lay out the red carpet for us like that was just incredible. And the fact that his family was all there and we got to just have a good old time and just be immersed in the atmosphere I felt totally immersed and like I was getting the full Tiger Stadium experience. That yeah. was the, the thing I didn't want to happen was I didn't want to walk away from that thinking like, ah, you know, maybe I didn't get the best feel for the stadium. Or I didn't really see kind of what people were talking about. Maybe if we had sat back in our, our traditional seats, that would have been the case. And I realized that if it had been a night game, a true night game, that's the next thing yeah. that we got to experience. But still, the in-game atmosphere, where we got to experience it from, the people we got to experience it with, we get it now. We, we yeah. totally get it. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. Blown away. It's unlike. And I was
1: I'm this, I, you take this, this is not supposed to be a sick brag, but I, I've been to World Series. I've been to National Championships. I've been to SEC Championships. I've been to all these different things. I've been to the Olympics. I, I have never I've been to a seen, Super Bowl. Yeah, I've been to a Super Bowl. I've never seen anything like this in my entire life. I've, I've and like, and you know what was weird too? You bring up the night game thing, and I've heard that my whole life, and I'm sure it's true. But they were. there was Hester apologized. He's like, "That just sucks, I'm sorry, you guys. Have to come here, it's not a night game." I'm like, "What are you yes. talking about? It's a night like, it's a top ten game." And it was like, you know, it, it just was. It was an absolute blast. The atmosphere was incredible. I will say, my one bit of disappointment out, out of everything was. Um, I tell you what. Hold on. Just speaking about the fans, how crazy and next level they were. We saw. We saw a wedding. We saw Sean, who is my my new favorite person. He was hilarious. Yeah. Sean's awesome Sean's been
0: texting me this morning me he's talking he's in New Orleans right now yeah
1: he's a riot man he had this that whole jacket he was, he was cracking me up um, but everyone was just so nice and, and, and great but when you talk about these people being at a different level so at one point Uncle Chris I think if you watched the Facebook Live for a brief moment last night it was not a, a it wasn't a real big secret that I had had some drinks and there was there was somebody coming around I went to go get another beer for like Mickey and, and whoever I'm standing in line and I'm holding the beer in my hand and it's, it's a very tight tight spot like in those like uh, like walkways or whatever like like where the bathrooms and, and, and vendors are and somebody comes down and just like cuts the corner way too close, hits the beer out of my hand. There's only a little bit left but it hit the beer to where it literally goes up ends out of my hand and plants like right on the side of this eight-year-old's face and then just beer is pouring down the side of his cheek and I was mortified, mortified I was, and his, his grandma didn't see it so I thought about just lying but I didn't do it. <laughs> um, but no, I was like, I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. This is what happened. My life She goes, so he did what? And I explained to her. And she goes, oh, well, as long as he didn't drink it, I don't care. It's fine. And I was like, wow, just it was unbelievable, man. It, it's the whole thing was. It was the. It was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had at a football game. It was great. Truly, and Auburn, truly Boston.
0: grateful. Truly grateful. We made this our bucket list trip. Let's talk about the actual game itself because there were takeaways from this. This was a top ten matchup. It was a big football weekend for both teams that were yep. in Baton Rouge. Let's start with Auburn's defense because they deserve a ton of credit for this. We have yet to see LSU's offense look like that for 60 minutes. They got off to the slow start the week prior against Mississippi State, got things going in the second half, still put up 36 points in that one. This game was a different feel all around, and LSU – came away as a team that looked more flawed than usual and it was because of the formula that Auburn had defensively with getting pressure with their with only having four with only having four guys rush the passer Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson I've seen them before you can see them at media days but when you see them in pads in person as close up as we did I was blown away by their size which sounds weird to say I've never seen them kind of that close that that close in pads necessarily and it was um It it was it was pretty pretty insane watching those guys go to work and there was a a little clip uh, where it looked like Joe Burrow flopped during the game and he actually there was a video of it that surfaced on Twitter after and Burrow actually quote tweeted the video saying like that that he flopped and uh, Burrow said he wished it was a flop Derek Brown's just that big
1: yeah he he looks like (laughs) it's weird because like Marlon Davidson his, his arms are like it's like why how how legs
0: his arms are legs
1: yeah. It, but it's like, why is there so much definition in your in your arms, sir? Like you are a massive human being. Derek Brown is just huge, and he was. I mean, like there was there was. Well, I think somebody tweeted out from SDS because we were there, and, and I wasn't running like Twitter or whatever. And it was like it was like uh, this is big boy football or grown man football, and it was man. It was this was this was SEC football. Like this was fun yeah. to watch, but it was. One of those things where it's like, <laughs> you saw these still shots, and you've got like, it's not like LSU's offense. We talked to Coach Moffitt. It's like these LSU players are small. Like, yeah. We're not strong, and you've got like three of them trying to block Derek Brown. It was, or hold Derek Brown, either way you want to look at it. It was nuts, man. They were frustrated.
0: They, they were frustrated with that. They everybody. said after the game. Yeah, the, I know Auburn fans. There, there were a couple instances where I call out holding, and it wasn't called, where it looked like LSU set the edge. Not to say LSU didn't deserve to win this game, right. but I understand the frustration from Auburn. Coach o is now 8-0 with three wins against top 10 teams this year. He's 7-1 and one in his last eight games against the top 10. I understand. The losses to Bama. That's how he's going to be judged. Whatever. This was a grinded-out sort of win for LSU, winning in a fashion that they haven't had to win in this year. And, yes, we saw some limitations of the offense where Joe Burrow got hit more than he's used to getting hit. Yeah. These receivers did not get open. Auburn had a great defensive game plan that I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they put that defensive game plan in three weeks ago after the Florida game because yeah. they had the bye week and they had Arkansas. Kevin Steele, that defense looked legit. They took away all the things that LSU's been doing so well, attacking the middle of the field. They really made it a grind for the LSU offense. Clyde Edwards-Elair really had to get going, had an awesome game. I love watching that dude play football. He's such a great fit in that system, continues to be an underrated element of that offense. But I think for LSU, LSU fans, it was kind of weird because you tried to start the We Want Bama chant, and there wasn't that, like, overconfidence. It was strange seeing LSU – Improved eight zero, have another win against top a top ten team, and still be kind of like, yeah, that was kind of underwhelming. You know, like it got really close at the that's end. So if that happens, like kick goes a different way, I hate. That. But that's that's where that's where the program is at, and that's no, how high of a bar no, they've set for no, themselves. Though.
1: I disagree with you on this. And listen, I know I've said all these great things about the atmosphere. That's not where the program's at. It just this is an irrational, this is an irrational testament or an irrational. Um, mindset where they have where they can that's where
0: this season's at no 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 no.
1: this is an irrational mindset of where they compare themselves to bama we saw stuff going into this game they weren't even talking about auburn they were talking about they were talking about bama leading up to the game they like this is a top 10 team and i kept saying i was like when are we going to talk about auburn this is a Mm -hmm. really good team we saw it in the stores we saw the beat bama sweatshirts beat bama hats beat bama like buttons all this kind of stuff like you've got a number nine team in the country coming in here like it, it was now i'll say after the game I don't think that was either like, well, you know, we got some stuff to improve on. No, it's it is the little bit of fear, a healthy fear, setting in, because you, and on both sides. Like as a BAM fan, I am terrified of playing this LSU team. I can admit that you are. Yes, yeah, so they're. they're okay. This is the best LSU team I've seen in the past. They've, Bama has beaten LSU eight times in a row. It has. I, I brought this up beforehand. I was like, you know, the closest you can even compare this upcoming matchup to is a 2015 game where you also had a Heisman frontrunner, Leonard Fournette, coming into town. But then, you know, like into Tuscaloosa, he was averaging over 191 yards a game and he got held to 19 carries for 31 yards. This That's the closest you could, you could compare each team to of where they've been in the past. So like this this match has been in the past. It's still nothing like what we're going to see in two weeks. It, I I loved LSU. I was surprised they didn't start that we want Bama champ. Because I would tell you what, man, they hate Bama. But, or Saban, really. I, I was surprised they didn't join in on it. But I don't think it's because they were like, you know what, we've got some stuff to improve on. Because there was a level of... Of of earned arrogance, like about this team, and and like and I mean like uh, arrogance. Don't take that in a way. It's like they're arrogant, they're cocky. No, an earned arrogance that they have earned this season. They should be the number one team in the country.
0: And they, you know, they had some. The fact that also in the fourth quarter we see Grant Albert go down, we see Derek Stingley go down. That sucks. We we Coach O said after the game that he thinks that it's not 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 anything serious yeah. or anything like that. So you hope with the bye week that those guys are going to be at full strength so we can, can we can see this this LSU defense at full strength against Alabama. How about that? I said to you during the game when Grant Delpit, you, you were baffled that DJ Williams went out of bounds on that long run. Like how did he do that? On that long run where it looked like Auburn was about to have a touchdown, and then I think that would have put them ahead. 17-10. 10 -10, And instead, D.J. Williams is sort of forced out of bounds by Grant Delpit, who didn't give up on that play and took an interesting route. Maybe it was a freshman mistake by D.J. Williams to take that running route, whatever the case. But saved four points in that play, and that game was decided by three points. Yeah, I mean, no, hats off to 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 Delpit
1: for for doing that. I mean, for not giving up on the play. At the same time, I do think that was like it was inexcusable from DJ Williams. Like, get like like we we saw where he passed at the fifty-yard yeah. line, at the forty, at the thirty. He he like Delpit didn't have an angle on him. This, I I I think this isn't taking away from what Delpit did. And maybe if I go back and watch the replay, it'll it'll be different. But watching DJ Williams, like it was like dude, because it wasn't like he barely stepped out of bounds, like his full foot. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, yeah. I wanna, like I don't want like I don't want to quote Top Gun cuz it's an overrated movie but just hit the brakes dude. Hit the brakes. <laughs> Let them go right by you. This is so stupid. I think
0: TJ Williams is going to be the next great Auburn back. Oh, I'm all T.J. Williams hype train. <laughs> I'm all aboard <laughs> it. But speaking of that, we were th- one of the more amazing things about watching that game We're we're sitting there and we we had a, we were right behind the Auburn sideline yeah. and we look and we see Boobie Whitlow on the elliptical and we didn't necessarily have access to social media so we weren't following right. around following all the updates throughout the day. So we're like, "Wait a minute." That's why is Booby Whitlow on the elliptical? This is a guy who had knee surgery, was was out after he got injured in that Florida game. We thought he was going to maybe be out to the Georgia game or beyond that. And here he is trying to get loose for this game, seemingly on the yeah. on the bike forever. It wasn't on the elliptical on the bike, whatever. Right. Um, but ends up playing in this game, gets a little bit of action. If he's going to be back for this Alabama game, that could potentially change that matchup as well. He didn't look like he was at full strength just yet. No. But what a big lift that could potentially be for Auburn down the stretch to be able to have him so we've already talked about bama and lsu what this matchup we think it could be in a, in a couple weeks let's shift the attention to the other games in the sec now little a little disclaimer here obviously as i said the signal throughout the day tailgating at a tiger stadium no this is the not fault. this
1: is chili's fault
0: chili's chili's messed up so after the game we it took a while to get out of there. We parked about like a mile away from campus, and it just took a long time to get out of Baton Rouge. And we finally were able to get on the road, get to a t- uh, Chili's about 20 miles away, so that I could crank out a column. Marler could watch the Bama game. We could drown our sorrows in, in food. I don't know what why I said drown our sorrows, but just consume a lot of food. Really we would drowning. we had nothing to be yeah we had nothing to be sad about. So Marler, we get to Chili's, and Marler, how many times did it take you to get the Bama game on one so TV? I was so
1: pissed because it, it had nothing to do. It had, it had very little to do with the Bama game. That game was already over. It had everything to do with the fact that this is our job. So if we need to find a place to go watch, like, okay, Michigan-Notre Dame is on. This game is on. Like, the Bama-Arkansas game is on. Mizzou-Kentucky is on. There was another game on, too, right?
0: Uh, Oregon-Washington. Uh, no, was Washington-Oregon. No. Yeah, but but Washington it was like, it was like,
1: like I want to go. like Like, if we're going to record these podcasts, like, and 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 like I don't care how this sounds, but we've had people. We have a bigger audience than we did last year. This is becoming like, this is my job, like I, you know. And I, I maybe we should have planned better. I don't know. But if you go to a Chili's, which is what we decided to do, I just wanted to see the game, so I knew what I was talking about. Like, so I don't have to get up early and, and have to go through these recaps and game casts and all this other stuff. Like, I want to watch the games, and also it's Saturday, man. we only get like five more of these. So in this, you didn't want to watch the rest of sixty minutes. So this is what pissed me off, or anything, and I'm gonna. This is gonna be my rant for the week. Is is that as a bartender, I don't care how this sounds. I've bartended for ten years of my life, and I know that the worst possible thing, especially if you work in a sports bar, is like people coming in asking to change this channel and this channel, blah blah. blah. But when you walk into some place and you have five TVs behind the bar, and you have the main one that's like on ESPN, right? They had Bama on one TV on the side TV, like in this awkward place, right? The, I asked the host like, can we put this game on here?" And she was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get the bartender. Bartender never comes by. So I asked the server. It's like, "Hey, can you turn this on? Yeah, yeah I'll be right back and get the, the, the thing for the bartender. No one comes by. And its it is on 60 minutes because it was on it was on CBS before this. but if you walk into a bar and it's like, okay, there's one game on the bar's not full first off, you have one TV on on like ABC. Then the top no I'm sorry, they had the top two channels had Fresno State and Colorado state on on on, on, on both TVs. And then on the bottom left, you have the ACC network, and you know what's happening on the bottom right TV? You have that stupid direct TV logo just bouncing, like just ping ping-ponging off the the side. Did it get it directly in the corner? They didn't get it directly in the corner either, which is even bigger bus. <laughs> so finally they turned the game on with like five and a half minutes ago in the fourth, and it was just frustrating. It's like, you've already screwed up our entire order. We've already been here for an hour waiting on this this crap food. And then on top of that, the host is just standing... I, you know what? I sound like Karen right now because I'm just complaining about a Chili's because I should have expected nothing less than Chili's. But it was like, just turn on the damn TV! We, we are not going to get... Right now. He thinks I'm crazy. We're, we're not going to get any advertising deals with Chili's. Well, you know what? I don't I want, want any... any... That. That, that Chili's in Baton Rouge was basically tree board for me all over again. Sorry, Chili's. Anyways. So, one thing I liked. Arkansas, Bama.
0: We did not like the service at that Chili's. No. But what we did like... A guy who I've I'm I've been wrong about Terrell Lewis. He is on an absolute tear. And if you look at the box score from that Arkansas game, you might see, oh wait, he didn't have any sacks. He's not Chase Young. Why why didn't he have any any sacks? How's he on an absolute tear? The dude had six quarterback hurries in the first half yeah. of this game. Is that good? He has been an absolute machine the last three weeks. Yeah. And he is playing like the guy that you said in the beginning of the season has All-America potential, first-round potential. He looks the part. He is an absolute force and is playing at an All-America level right now. And I continue to – you watch it back and you watch the the plays that he makes where he has the hurry that, that ultimately leads to the Trayvon Diggs pick six on that play, where, and he said after he said the, the defensive backs so on a thank you note. I think t- t- he's he's playing at, at a level right now that can make a huge difference for Alabama down the stretch, whether it's against LSU, whether it's against the, whoever they're going to face if they are to make an SEC championship, whatever bowl game they have. He has been the game changing player yeah. that they have been searching for in the absence of Quinn and Williams.
1: And yeah, it's different, but yes, I agree. It, it is. Different
0: position, yeah. obviously, but um, same sort of disruptiveness. And what,
1: he, what he's been able to do is finally open up, like, him getting pressure has finally freed up some of those linebackers so not everything is coming at them.
0: Exactly. And that's been
1: the biggest thing because I felt like for so much of these this year, these middle linebackers, these two freshmen, Shane Lee and Christian Harris, they, they've been playing on their heels or, or, like, playing reactionary so much instead of getting out there and just, like, mm-hmm. like, not reactionary, because like you want them to be able to react and, and see see ball get ball, but it, it's like they've been having to react like a split second behind of where they should be instead of just being a like instinctive like here I'm this is where I'm supposed to be, um, and 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 listen like you look like I, you're right about Terrell Lewis he looked great, but you know who led the team in tackles the top two leading tacklers?
0: I don't Shane I don't. Lee Christian Harris. Christian Harris. There we go. So, which okay. is that's
1: that's what this defense needs more than anything. Is the secondary? I think is is severely underrated with Diggs and especially with McKinney, um, Chime Carter, all those guys. The D line starting to play better. This is two games in a row, and I, I get that it's Arkansas and it's Tennessee, and there's no way they're going to hold LSU yeah. to these these numbers. But you've held the last two teams to 237 yards and 213 yards, and that's that's big for a defense that everyone has talked about. And we heard it on the, we heard it on the way home from Baton Rouge, and I almost had to turn it off already because it was like Justin Vince is like I am watching the South Carolina game, and that game in Tennessee. They're they're gonna be that's a seven point ball game if they go in if the, if the quarterback doesn't do this and it's like okay so we're just it's like this team is finally, these freshmen are finally coming seasoned a little bit and and like the stat line alone from Shane Lee five or six tackles five solo one sack two tackles for loss.
0: Terrell Lewis with some that.
1: confidence.
0: Terrell Lewis said they wanted to show that the Bama defense can still be dominant. This yep. isn't an on offense and in a game where Mac Jones is a starter, Mac Jones plays really well. The defense was the headliner. Yeah, it's Arkansas. Whatever. But Nick Starkle looked totally that lost in this one. I think five of nineteen. It's it's bad when Jerry Jones's grandson is getting into the game for the first time. Is that who That's it was? When know it's bad. Yeah,
1: yeah that was tough. That, is who it was. that was tough. I can't wait for Rambo to give it five hundred yards against LSU. Moving on.
0: <laughs> Mississippi State, Texas A and M, the fighting Joe Moreheads. It was it was a rough one. But the one thing I did like. How about the Aggies finally pouring it on against a Power 5 team? I took Mississippi State to cover the spread in this one, not win, but to cover the spread because I said, you know what? He hedged. A&M never, ever, A&M never seems to be able to blow – yeah, I hedged big time. They never seem to be able to blow out Power 5 teams. They mm-hmm. struggled to, to distance themselves against Arkansas. Arkansas had a last chance to win that game late. They struggled against a, an Ole Miss team that, you know, we, we've said is improved, but still it's an Ole Miss. We think that the talent is still, on a, still favoring A&M. And they finally were able to, to put the foot on the gas and played their most probably their most complete game of the season if we're being one hundred percent honest. And that was the first time all year that I, that they scored more than thirty one points against a Power Five team. And the running game actually looked okay. Isaiah Spiller ninety yards on the ground, first time over seventy eight yards against a Power Five team. Good for him. Kellen Mond getting going in the ground game. This is a little bit more of the A and M team that we thought we yeah. were going to get. They finally get to. They finally have a, a winning
1: streak this year for the first time. <sighs> That's a winning streak. Uh, no, I agree. I, Who was that voice? That was the guy from Major League. Get yeah, another one. That's a winning streak. Everyone else oh, gets that it. That was pretty good. Um, that was pretty
0: good. All right, I took that back. Okay, I'm sorry.
1: so yeah, it was good. Like the A and M defense gave up 433 yards, but I feel like most of that was probably late. It just was like this game. This game was everything we thought it would be. It was. Like from an aesthetic standpoint, unwatchable. It looked it looked like all the maroon. I'm not just saying like I know I complained about the Chili's earlier. It looked like a spring game. Yeah, I'm sorry to with take all up that maroon. Three minutes of the pod with like a, a just a verbal uh, Yelp review, but like you know, I won't do that again with this game. It just it did look like a spring game, and it was it was tough to watch. But it is this is like something where I think I think the bottom line, like you look at this Mississippi State team, three and five, right? They were two and one. They were two and one. They they are one in four. Once they, had, once they had to start playing, and that only win is against Kentucky. And it's just, it, it is, and it was at home, too. It just, this team is headed south quick. Um, and I just, I don't think, I don't think they're going to make a bowl game, man.
0: Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. But uh, Texas AM takes a huge step yeah. towards that, obviously. Yeah. Think that the Aggies are, are looking better than they have throughout the season. We I know we've been critical of them, but credit Jimbo Fisher's offense for actually looking the part on Saturday. No, I agree.
1: And I'll tell you what, though, this was, we, kind of crap on be State, the Joe Moorhead thing. This was, like, I don't say this is like a must win for Jimbo, but if if he loses this game somehow, mm. that is such a terrible look. So credit to Jimbo. The past two weeks, or one of those two weeks where it's like, man, you know, the lofty goals we had early on in this season, they're not really attainable as much anymore. But, like, going on the road and beating Ole Miss, a team that Ole Miss team that's been a lot better than we, than we thought before the start of the season, and then this team at home – that's credit Jimbo, because like if you're if you're an above average team, if you're going to be the top top half of the SEC, you have to win games like that. And did.
0: So on uh, Feinbaum the other day, he sort of called me out because I said, "Don't sleep on that A and M when A and M has to travel to LSU at the end of the season." Yeah. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I, I think A and M is going to beat LSU necessarily, and I, I think LSU obviously much much different team, but I said, "Don't sleep on." If they figure it out offensively, this could be a different kind of matchup than we're looking at right now. Yeah. And if, if, if maybe LSU already has the – if LSU does beat Bama and they're in a position where they are undefeated at the end of the year, that's a team that could be a dangerous team to face, given the talent that we've talked about, if they, are, if they do continue to get healthy on the offensive line. So let's move on to South Carolina and Tennessee because, oh man, I was wrong God. about this. Man, way, 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 way off. Happened? Just when you think South, Just when you think South Carolina is turning the corner – Tennessee just put a hurting on them, especially in the second half. End the game, 24 points unanswered. The one thing I like from this game, Juwan Jennings having that kind of a day. For the up-and-down career that he has had to this point where he's off the team and then Jeremy Pruitt kind of makes him follow all these different steps to be able to get back on the team because he had the falling out with the old coaching staff and the criticism of them, whatever. But for him to have that kind of a day where he had, I think, it was the first time an, uh, a Tennessee receiver had over 150 yards and two touchdowns in a game since 2012. Oh. For him to look that good, considering the quarterback situation and what it became where they're down to J.T. Schrute. Shrout? Let's call him J.T. Schrute. <laughs> Let's do that. Um, they're down to, to their third-string quarterback, Jared Garantano, gets his, his finger broken on his non-throwing hand, gets a bone broken non-throwing hand. Um, for him to have that kind of a day, you could tell after watching the post-game interview what that meant to him and for him to kind of leave, kind of finally feel like, okay, we are starting to turn the corner a bit as a program right
1: now. How about the fact that Jerry Garantano had positive yards rushing? Good for him. He looked pretty about good in this game, game, game from, from what I saw. No, I tell you what, man. Like, this was... I, I didn't pick this game. I had South Carolina pick to win. I thought they would. I must have big 7-0 against Tennessee all the time. This Tennessee team, the most impressive thing, the one thing I like... Putting up 485 yards of offense, over 130 yards more than they average all season long. That is huge. That is huge. You know, what, you know what it was. What? It was a Jim Cheney
0: flex oh game. Oh my
1: god! Don't start. Jim
0: Cheney's Jim Cheney's former team laid an egg against South Carolina. Jim Cheney says, "You know what I'm gonna do? I'm I'm gonna hang a 40 burger up on South I'm Carolina." Sure he said
1: something about 40 burgers. He said that for sure. <laughs> um, I did, but I, I'll say this: like we. Like we talked to we talked to Chris Phillips about this. He's the guy who runs the Spurs Up Show um, midweek, and, and he he brought up the fact that it was like, you know, in a game where you you bottom line, like we we talked about like how bad the officiating was, and and and, and I said last week you know South Carolina, I didn't think they're necessarily going to win the game against Florida, but they would have maybe been in it more. I don't know, like if if the officiating was different. But when you are when you lose that game by still eleven points, and you spend the entire week, not just your players, but your fans yeah. and your coach, complaining to the SEC, your head's not in the right space. And and you know, there are not a lot of things that would make me believe it, that Tennessee would put up forty points on anybody and then you know, or put up twenty four in the second half holding another team to zero. And but like if you go this is the same kind of crap, like like Muschamp, he he beats Georgia, right? He beats Georgia, it's a home game against Florida, and it's like you still like you're not supposed to beat Florida. Mm-hmm. They're ranked in always- top ten.
0: It always worries me too when a coach doesn't have an answer to a big long run right. like that. We talked about that earlier in the year with Barry Odom when they just got decimated by Wyoming in what the second that stretch from the second and third quarter where they they're outscored scored like thirty six to three or something right. like that. And you just think if you're a head coach at this level, how can you not make adjustments to stop the bleeding at some point? It can't great happen. coaches, great coaches don't allow teams to just fall apart like that. Good and it looked like don't that's don't what happened that with South Carolina. Yeah, and South Carolina even had a touchdown. First play from scrimmage to Shai Smith. Yeah. Long touchdown. Ryan Olinsky's feeling good. And then to fall apart like that, yeah, can't have that yep. kind of effort on the road. Speaking of Mizzou, woof, my goodness. That is- Mizzou was not the one thing I liked from what we saw in Lexington. It was Lynn freaking Bowden making it rain once again. For the yeah. second straight game that Kentucky has to play in torrential downpour for whatever reason, Lynn Bowden was a machine, Having had an even better game than he had a couple weeks ago against Arkansas. This thing is not going away. We thought that maybe it was just going to kind of be a fun little one-week story, and then they get shut out against Georgia, and maybe they're going to go back to Sawyer Smith. Sawyer Smith actually played in this game, completed a pass. Lynn Bowden is, is, is the guy until further notice. For them to come out like that and to just run it down Mizzou's throat, where he had over 200 rushing yards, and Mizzou just didn't have an answer at all. Yeah super, super impressive. This guy needs to be getting All-American consideration for the all-purpose category. Yeah, I mean, what what else can you say about the effort that this guy has had to change positions midseason and to continue to do this, continue to take this punishment when he wants to be a receiver in the NFL. And for him to do this for be. his team that's not competing, his team isn't competing for a division championship, for him to do this, I, I'm just so impressed by him.
1: You know, this this will get lost in the shuffle because Missouri will be they're five and three right now. They lost to Vandy, lost to Wyoming. They've now lost to Kentucky. They're gonna lose to to Georgia. They're gonna lose to Florida. Um, I, they might lose Tennessee, to be honest. So this is so going what get...
0: I what I say to you during the during last night or, or when we're watching this unfold about Mizzou. What if Mizzou? Oh if Mizzou yeah. Had to go to if Mizzou had to go to Rutgers right right now. Could Mizzou win? Because Mizzou
1: can't win a road game. It's, it's just it's pathetic. That, that, like you know, there's too much talent on this team, and and they've had they've had. Like we brought this up before about how like there's there's seasons where it's like, all right, well, you know, like you need a wake-up call. You like Georgia mm-hmm. losing to South Carolina. Maybe that's a wake-up call. Or you lose a game like you shouldn't have, and and maybe ends up like giving you a wake-up call. Like the Clemson thing, like barely beating UNC. You've had your wake-up call against Wyoming and you see, you seemingly had turned like, you know, right at the ship. Then you lose to Vanderbilt. Now you go on the road, Then you and, think he's gonna respond. And it's not just that they're losing, it's that they're getting these that this is an embarrassing loss. 29 yeah. to 7 against a team that has so I, I said my prediction it was gonna be 28 to 7 or 28 nothing. Like from, from Missouri because I didn't think Kentucky could score because of the fact that you have a receiver playing quarterback. And that's not to discredit Lynn Bowden, because I love Lynn Bowden. I've said it i said it all off season, I thought he was the most underrated player in the SEC. I, I love this dude. However, if you're Missouri and you talk about this whole thing about getting a 10 win season and, and fighting for an SEC championship game and, and you you want them to overturn the bowl game, why? Is, it, is that seven wins that you're going to get at this point? Like, yeah, the incidentals turn over the bowl game. I'm just, I'm, I'm mad that I've like been like championing this team and pushing for this team, like the incidentals overturn the bowl bowl ban because they're going to be seven and five with losses to Wyoming, Kentucky, and and Vanderbilt. You didn't earn we've it on the field. Barry,
0: we've given Barry Odom so much credit for saying that his team has not given up on him. Yeah. We thought maybe they were going to respond with a much better effort. It was just kind of a fluke thing. Didn't show up ready to go. Man, I really question what this team is going to look like down the stretch with all this bowl stuff still up in the yep. air and the way that they have looked the last couple of weeks. It's it, it's ugly right now. And, I, and Barry Odom, all the praise that he was getting a couple of weeks ago getting into the top 25, there are suddenly way more questions about him and his long-term future. Yeah, as there should be. Let's go, let's go to Week 10. The slate, not great. But the good news, world's largest outdoor cocktail party—that's the good news. Let's let's start with that game. Let's start with that game. Let's guess that line, because I thought I had it figured out a couple weeks ago. I was thinking maybe like Georgia minus three and a half, something like that. I think it's going to be a pick'em.
1: I'm going to say Georgia minus two and a half.
0: Minus two and a half. They're still going to here, get that kind of love. Here's the
1: thing: national people that are betting on this in a national like media. For whatever, not media, but like national, like on a national scale, for whatever reason, Vegas is just not giving enough love to Florida. They had him as a as a five and a half point favorite. He got down to three and a half at South Carolina. South Carolina. They were yeah. a fourteen point underdog against against uh, LSU. Um, you, you know, I, I think people, a lot of people, still have like, I mean, including me, think that like Georgia is still like possibly the front runner to. You know, get to Atlanta. I don't know, mean, like, like, or they said it like all off season. I don't know how I feel now, but like, a lot of people still think like, well, Georgia had their loss. They still have, they control their own destiny. They're just going to get to Atlanta. And that's that's it. So I think two and a half points.
0: Okay, we'll we'll wait and see on that. I'm I'm really really interested. To watch that line movement throughout this week. We'll say a lot about the tone that both of these yeah. teams have, whether or not they feel respected, disrespected, Ugh. all that stuff. UT San Antonio. <laughs> Against a and M, I don't even know why we're guessing this yeah, line. I, I I don't know. A&M minus 32? What Perfect. do you think about that? Love it. Moving on. Let's move on. <laughs> Mississippi State, Arkansas. Dude, Miss- oh, real quick.
1: You thought that it couldn't get worse with a Mississippi State and A&M? And then, and then Mississippi State's playing Arkansas? That sucks. That
0: game was awful. Mississippi State is not playing a whole lot of watchable football games no. these days. We can say that. Mississippi State, though, on the road with as bad as Arkansas has looked, with as much of a question mark as we have surrounding this whole quarterback situation, goodness Chad Morris, you need to get yourself an SEC win. I still think Mississippi State's going to be an 8.5 point favorite.
1: I think 8.5
0: or 7.5 is probably spot on. Yeah, which I think is actually kind of sad for Mississippi State given how bad Arkansas has looked, given how how much they dominated them thoroughly last year. Ole Miss and Auburn. We just got an up close look at Auburn. This offense that I know people are still frustrated with. Bo Nix, the line was not good. A lot of people are just kind of wondering where, you know, New Gus. We didn't really talk about New Gus, but New Gus did not have himself a, a ride to Harley out of Baton no, Rouge type of day. Um, he got pulled over on the side of the road again for speeding. Not ideal. No. Auburn, I still think, will be a significant favorite in this one. At home, maybe try and get, you know, get the bad taste out of their mouth from the LSU game. Auburn minus fifteen and a half. Is that too much? Eleven and
1: a half or ten and a half? I mean, almost coming off a bye week, and Auburn's coming off a very disappointing loss.
0: Yeah, the the bye week thing. Maybe we should put to bed a little bit. Maybe we should put that Why? to bed. See what see what a team like Notre Dame did last night against Michigan, coming see off the bye Vegas week. See
1: what the line after that game? Plus one. True. Right, <laughs> That's enough. the game we're, we're playing right
0: now. <laughs> Uncle Chris, you you are smarter than I am. UAB Tennessee, don't sleep on the Blazers. Don't sleep on the Blazers. I know. <laughs> I know you don't. You can't sleep on the Blazers, but given how good Tennessee just looked, I think Tennessee's still going to be about a ten and a half point favorite yeah, at that's, home.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. Ten and a half.
0: That's exactly what I was. Are you, are you going to make UAB your lock of the week again? No, of, never. <laughs> Tennessee fans got after us for everybody picked against Tennessee. Everybody was picking South Carolina to, to win I that just, game, I love whatever. That. Marler, you should just do a favor as an apology to Tennessee fans for
1: for all of us on behalf of all of I us. Pick who UAB. Pick UAD. Honestly, to get the I will. It cracks drinks. me up because it's like, like the the stuff that people say about those games. Like, you dumbasses, you all picked against us. It's like, you know what? Yeah, we did. Sorry. Yeah, you've not been a good football team. You've been you've not been a good football team all season long. I'm I'm proud of you for what you did. Did you guys see you winning by 20 points? No, you did not. Don't
0: be two and five. Don't be. Yeah, don't be five. two and five. I like like,
1: that. My favorite was like 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 some like some Mizzou. Uh, like handle for on Instagram was like, of course, the Mizzou grad is the one that picks against us. Unbelievable! It was like, well, the Mizzou grad was right, guys. You went over yeah, there and, it, and just puked on your shoes, as Connor says. Yes. Anyway, I love saying last that. That's awful a game. Phrase.
0: Vandy, South Carolina. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers if you got to watch this one. South Carolina minus ten.
1: Yeah, it's fair. I th- maybe eight and a half. I don't know. It's just yeah. Vandy coming off the bye week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's the one thing you can say, I guess. All right,
0: Coach O, we thought we were going to maybe see him walking around the LSU facilities. We got to see a few people. I'm pretty sure we saw Terrace Marshall. Definitely saw Steve Ensminger as he was coming through the door. Already talked about getting to talk to Tony Moffat, LSU strength and conditioning coach, how great that was. Did not get to see Coach O in the flesh, up close in person. But do we have him with us this he's morning?
1: He's here, yeah. He's here. He's scared but Jesus had of case, but he's here. Cock! Cock! How you doing, bro?
0: I love where you get to call home.
1: I don't even know what that means. <laughs> home and where you make it. I mean, where you home and where you make it, man. Hold <laughs> on. Uh,
0: all right, that's just from Waterboy. You just blatantly stole that line. That's okay.
1: God, you uh, interrupt me again. We're going to have a problem. We walk around my house, walk around all the different parts of our facility. Okay? Great. Mm-hmm. Did you have a good time? I, had a great I don't time. care if you had a good time. Let me tell you something right now. We're going to talk a little bit today. We're going to talk about the game. We're going to talk about Death Valley. We're going to talk about Battle Rule. We're going to talk about the tailgate. I know you had a good time with Tiger tailgate, huh? Yeah, I did. Somebody got yeah. married. That's a big mistake. Big mistake, okay? Uh sure you're married. Hey, I mean, we're just moving on. We're moving on. Uh, I want to talk about something special, better here, Con. We're talking about Halloween. Halloween. you going to dress up and then you're going to be candy, candy on the floor again. A little movie theater.
0: It's a great costume. I think somebody's got to do it.
1: Let me tell you my favorite part about Halloween: get pumpkin, get pumpkin, smash a pumpkin. It's a great forearm workout. Great forearm workout. Okay, you going out? I like going out. You just want a little hocus pocus. Hocus pocus got two O's. Or Toronto got one. Actually, got two O's. We got two O, two O in my name. Hocus pocus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me tell you what I'm going. For. I ain't gonna go trick or treating. I ain't gonna put a little mouth bunny ear on my head. Going around the neighborhood. Scaring folk, okay. I scare people enough where well, I talk. You know what I'm gonna be dressing up as. I got one goal that shit for Halloween. I'm gonna scare Nick Satan. You know what I'm dressing. Yes yeah, right. You know you know I'm gonna dress up at? Grim Reaper. Complacency. Ain't nothing scarier. Complacency. Resting on your laws. I don't know how to rest on laws, okay. I don't rest in general. I sleep for thirty eight minutes a night, like Elf, with Will Ferrell in that movie. I drink a lot of Red Bull. I'm going to get excited on my laurels, okay? Get amped up, get caffeinated on my laurels. I ain't going to be resting on my laurels. Coach, uh, I can't stress enough that we have a painter here right now who's just terrified. Terrified of what I'm saying.
0: (laughs) I don't blame him one bit. Um, Did you tell Coach O that you got to see his uh, his buddy, Mike the Tiger?
1: Dude, that was cool. The Mike the Tiger thing. That was a pretty cool. I mean, he wasn't riding him, which is pretty spoonful to No, that was that was actually pretty cool. You know, it was really cool about LSU, and I'll say this is a Bama fan because people are like just always talk trash about about Bama in general. But like, it was cool to see a university, and I know there's other schools that do it too: Florida, Georgia, A and Arkansas is a big one. Arkansas is a big one. Um, Tennessee, but it's, it was cool to see. And I know the people, this is gonna sound stupid, but, but there was so much invested into not just football. From like, yeah, it, was, it was
0: invested into having a good time.
1: Well, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, there was, there was like, like, we went to the team store, right? Or like the Barnes and Noble thing. You would never see like a dunk you, like, Bama basketball shirt or like the baseball shirt. Like, it just, you don't see that as much in other places. And it was, it was cool to see like, there was so much. And we talked to Nick Halby said the other day, because, you know, honestly, you know, it's what's, what's probably the biggest thing outside of baseball and, and or outside of football and maybe baseball is, is gymnastics. Yeah. It, it was just cool to see like a, a widespread uh, support. I don't, we don't do that. I
0: don't do that. We need to get back to LSU ASAP. Yeah. Um, my time in this New Orleans parking garage with all these Saints fans walking right behind me, I think it is about up. Um, hopefully, by the time people are listening to this, I will have made it home safely yeah. and soundly to Orlando. If I haven't, what yeah. an epic way to go out this would be. But um, thank you to everybody yeah. who reached out, followed along with all of our stuff over the weekend. It was so, so fun. We're gonna be hitting the road in a couple weeks, making a trip up to Athens, That's which right. my first trip up to Athens. I cannot wait to experience that. We're gonna be watching, uh, watching Mizzou and Georgia with our boy, Candler Cook, who, of course, we did the, the story on uh, earlier in earlier in the offseason, came on the podcast, talked about his walk-on experience at Georgia. He's essentially the the, the Georgia Rudy. Um, so we're really, really looking forward to that. It's looking forward to all the action that we have. We're gonna go, we're gonna go through five star reviews later this yeah. week. We have a lot of them. Thank you really? so much to everybody who sent them. Yes, we do. We have one too, that's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting read, uh, interesting yeah, try way it. to get through it. Um, it essentially read like a zero star view, but that's okay yeah, whatever we'll read, that read one. all the five star views. Yeah, that'll be fun. So seriously, thank you to everybody who has followed along. We loved getting to do this this weekend was truly one of the more rewarding weekends I think we've ever had professionally and yeah. just so so grateful for all the experiences Whoa. that we got. So Oh. Yeah, we do have a lot. He's we right. do have a lot. So we we will get to all those later, but I currently don't have internet right now because I am in this parking garage, using up all my data there to be able go. to Facetime with you. Because that's the dedication we have to this podcast to be able to provide for the people. Marler, do you think that the, pe- the um, your friends that we stayed, the, the friends that we stayed with, do you think they're going to be appreciative by the fact that we left behind some tours originals and some PBRs? I one? hope so. I hope so, too. I hope so too. It's been a great weekend, Coacho. You still hanging around? No, he's gone. He's gone. Okay. All right, um, Marler. Actually, you know what? Not Marler. Matt Luke, what do you need on, Matt Luke. just Matt Luke, head
1: coach, Ole Miss football. Y'all just listen, man. It might mean too much. Talk to you guys later this week.